Hello and welcome to a special episode of Bonjour Chai. I'm excited to announce that we're moving to a weekly format, which means some episodes will feature just one of the hosts and a special guest. My name is Ilana Zakon, and today our guest is Toronto-based, award-winning actor, director, writer, and producer Aviva Armour-Ostroff. As seen on Murdoch Mysteries, Orphan Black, and Nurses, Aviva was also the founder and artistic director of the Lab Cab Festival, an annual multi-arts festival in Toronto. She has been named one of the top theatre artists and best producer by Now Magazine and is a resident artist at Arc Theatre Company in Toronto. Aviva is here to talk to us today about Loon, the feature film she co-wrote, co-directed, co-produced and starred in, which will be featured as a centerpiece film at the upcoming 29th annual Toronto Jewish Film Festival. Set in 1994 Toronto, a Jewish South African freelance journalist's strong desire to return to South Africa to vote for the recently freed Nelson Mandela triggers her bipolar disorder, with her mania exploding into a life-altering climax. The film won the Mickey Moore Award for Best Narrative Feature by a Female Director and is the first time this award has gone to a Canadian director. But before we dive in, a quick word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor Atelier Lou Bijouterie in Westmount, Quebec. Atelier Lou specializes in custom-designed jewelry as well as many lines including Anzi, Deacon and Francis, Dana Bronfman and many, many more. If you're looking to upgrade that engagement ring or pop the question, come talk to Eric and design the ring of your dreams. Atelier Lou is offering a promo code for all Bonchochai listeners using BON18 at checkout for 10% off your order at atelierlou.com. Aviva, thank you so much for joining me. It's such an honor. I just watched the film last night and I thought it was a beautifully poignant, multi-layered film and I'm really excited to pick your brain about it. That's very kind of you to say. Thank you, and thank you for having me. So first off, I was wondering if you can give us a bit of backstory on the project, what the initial inspiration was. Sure. Um, so I was raised by my father, who was a South African Jew, moved to Canada in the early 70s. Um, I am primarily an actor, and I wanted to play a character that was strong and sexy and scary and powerful. And as I was describing the qualities I wanted to play, I realized I was describing my father. And so I originally had written Loon in my grade 12 playwriting class. And it was basically a direct transcript of my life with my dad at the time. And then I lived, it lived on a floppy disk for 20 plus years. And in my thirties, I pulled it out again. And that's when I transformed the main character into a woman with the idea that I could play her. So the short story is, is that I'm playing my dad or a character very closely based on my dad. Yeah. That's really interesting. I myself also work in the theater world in many of the same disciplines as you. And I was going to ask you if it had started out in a different format, um, as it often does in our world. Yeah. Um, something that I really appreciated was how you incorporated a lot of different mediums within the film itself, photography, puppetry, spoken word and dance. And um, I'm curious, uh, I noticed in the credits that Vlad wrote a lot of his own work in, in the film, the music, some of the spoken word, where did that come along in the process? Was that something that you'd envisioned before casting him or was it upon casting him that you came up with this idea of him collaborating? Great question. Um, it was a little bit of both. So I knew that the character of Mike 
would be a musician. I didn't know if the actor that I cast would be a trumpet player or a piano player. So I, I was ready to adapt the script to the actor. And Vlad is a musical person and a creator, mostly a singer and a, and a writer. Mm -hmm. I also am very aware that I am not a black person and I don't want to assume that I understand what it is to be a black person. So there was a lot of collaboration with Vlad around the writing and making sure that the character was authentic and felt authentic for him to play. Yeah. So there is a piece at the end of the film where he, um, he finally does a, a performance, a musical performance. And so Vlad and I uh, talked about what that would entail. And he went away and wrote this great piece. So does that answer your question? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. I love that how you incorporated that. I think that's such a great way of including representation into our processes. Um, so switching gears a little bit, the film addresses so many themes, class, race, privilege, the failure of the system, among many others. Um, and I find that it really made me as an audience member question my narratives and ask myself, like, what are my biases? And I am assuming that the way that it's done and Miriam is such a bold character with really strong perspectives. I, I'm curious as a Jewish artist and, and I'm as one as well, how do you find that um, it affects your perspective that you share in the work or the stories that you choose to tell? I don't know, because it's almost the same as asking, how does being a woman affect your storytelling or you as an artist? I've never been anything but a woman and I've never been anything but a Jew. Fair so enough. I don't know how, how to compare. Yeah. Um, I, I think it depends so much on what, how we present physically. So there's many Jews that are blue-eyed and blonde hair, and they probably have a very different experience of the world than somebody that looks more typically, I'm, I'm doing bunny ears, air quotes, more typically Jewish. Yeah. Um, and I am fairly brownish. When, when people ask me where I'm from, I know they're, what they're really asking is, why are you brown? Right. And when I say my dad was a Jew, they go, oh, oh, oh as if that explains why I look the way I look. Hmm. And I feel very privileged to be the color that I am because everybody, because I look ethnically ambiguous. So everybody thinks that I'm from where they're from, which I love. And I mean, I could be Italian, I could be Middle Eastern, I could be Spanish, I could be South American. And I really enjoy moving through the world like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a privilege for me. Uh, same with being a woman. You know, I, I think I would be very treated differently if I was a man. I would be treated differently if I was Asian. I would be treated differently if I was, you know, from Pakistan. So it, I, I can't speak to what it would, how different it would be or how my art would be different. Yeah. Because I only have this experience of being me. That's a great, that's a great answer. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I should have phrased my question differently because that's a very good answer. Um, I'm just curious too, do you feel any level of responsibility as someone, especially with this film, which does have a kind of Jewish backbone to it? 
Um, do you feel a certain level of responsibility putting your perspective out into the world, whether it's for the Jewish community or for the larger community of just whoever will watch your film, knowing that uh, whatever perspective is shown in, in the film will kind of represent, I guess, your your perspective in a way, even though it is fiction. Um, do, does that ever weigh on you in any way or how do you deal with that? Yeah, thanks. That's a great question. It's something that I definitely think about a lot. And I would love to say, oh, it's just fiction and people can take what they want. But truly, the work is so personal. And I actually do fundamentally believe in a lot of the arguments that the character of Miriam slash my dad uh, made. Mm -hmm. I, the responsibility comes where ultimately I hope that this film uh, shares a perspective that ignites conversation, whether the conversation is around race or mental illness or religion. I hope that people feel uh, a desire to, to have conversations. And I think at the very root of where my responsibility lies, it's in telling a truthful story and an empathetic story and a story that people can relate to little bits. I hope that it provides a little bit of insight or education specifically around mental illness in a way that we destigmatize a lot of it. And then more recently with the conflict happening in Israel and Palestine, I have questioned where is it my responsibility to say something and to speak up and, and, or, or is it my responsibility to let the film do its job. Right. And I don't know if I have an answer for that. Truthfully, I feel very passionately about, um, people dying unnecessarily or wars over land. I think that are so old. The war I mean is, is, and land disputes yeah. are, have been happening since the beginning of time as a Jew. Do I feel like it's my responsibility or as a filmmaker, is it my responsibility to say, hey, guys, this isn't cool. <laughs> what can we do about yeah. it? I, I think so. Mm. Um, and I also feel very insecure and shy about speaking up because I don't feel completely educated. So I don't know. I, I only have a guttural response. I don't have a lot of um, education to to back up my instinctual yeah, feeling totally am i making sense oh yeah no everything you're saying is yeah. resonating quite deeply with me with everything going on as well it's it's hard to kind of know when to put your voice out there and when to kind of stand back and whether to do it through your art or through your personal life so i i can totally relate to a lot of what you just said i'm um, going a bit yeah. broader i'm curious um about your transition into the film world, because uh, from what I've seen online, you have done some work as an actor on film. And what was it that made you want to step more into the filmmaking aspect to tell your story, to tell this story in particular? My partner comes from a documentary film background. He makes documentaries. And I, as you know, come from a theater background. And we decided to unite those two skills and he adapted one of Canada's most famous plays, The Drawer Boy, into a film. And we co-directed that film together. So it was a great 
hybrid of theater and documentary because mm. the, the, the play has a documentary element to it. And that process definitely ignited my passion for filmmaking. And Loon was originally a play. I loved the idea of it lasting and reaching a further bigger audience. Right. Um, I definitely miss the interaction with that, that theater gives, mm -hmm. meaning I'll never forget watching the drawer boy for the first time in a, in a room full of people in a theater and having notes for the actors and then realizing, Oh, it's too late. You can't, you can't give notes to the actors. It's right. done now. Yeah. That's so true. But there's something, so there's something exceptional about being in, playing in front of a live audience. And because of COVID, I haven't had the opportunity to experience Loon in an audience. Mm. And I, I hope that that can happen one day because it's yeah. very gratifying to know like, oh, this is the ride that the audience yeah. goes on. This is where they laugh. This is where they hold their breath. This is where they're more engaged. Oh, I can feel I'm losing them here. Right. That that trip that you go on with an audience. Yeah, 100%, kind of just throwing it out there into the ether and you have no idea what's yeah, going on. <laughs> I have no idea, yeah, yeah. As a Canadian Jewish artist, do you feel any distinction between that of, of um, an artist in, let's say, the US or other parts of the world? What do you think makes the work that we do here in Canada distinct, if at all? Yeah, I do think it's distinct. I think we have a great dark sense of humor um, and we also have a visual access to such beauty visually, both in our landscapes and in our uh, diaspora, our, the actors that we have access to. Uh, I think that we don't have a lot of confidence. Like we're kind of like a 12 year old or 11 or 12, maybe 13 year old person who has things to say but doesn't feel confident about exactly. saying them so i'm really excited for us to get our to feel confident in our own voice and a lot of what i see on tv is it feels like we're trying to be the states we're trying to emulate the cop show from the states yeah. or the um, medical show from the states and there's so much great power and value in our own i mean we have such beautiful actors in this country but they hit a certain level ceiling and they have to go to the states if they want to become more famous right. or more popular and so in my work i i feel very committed to working with canadian artists and promoting canadian artists and i also feel really loyal to the theater so i often choose artists and actors that that come from a theatrical background right. that's awesome and my last question before we wrap it up, I'm curious, this is a topic that I think about a lot in the industry, is representation of Jews on screen or on stage. What are your personal opinions? Do Jews need to be played by Jews and why or why not? Great question. Always up for this discussion. I think it really depends on the story. Mm. So if the, the identity of the character is paramount to the storytelling, meaning is this story affected by this person's Judaism? Hmm. Then, then yes, it should be played by a Jew. I also don't feel like Jews are necessarily underrepresented in, in the entertainment world, whereas Indigenous people are. Right. So absolutely, Indigenous people should be, characters should be played by Indigenous 
factors, 100% across the board, until it's a, a fair representation. I think if the story doesn't have anything to do, like if the character just happens to be Jewish, but she runs a flower shop and the story is about something else, the flowers and the bees, then I, I, I don't feel uh, offended by it. Hmm. That's a really interesting perspective that I haven't heard. I like that. Great. Do you have anything that you would like our listeners to know about the upcoming film or anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap it up? Just that I hope they like it. <laughs> Awesome. Um, but I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and asking such great questions. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. The Canadian premiere of Loon will be screening virtually Ontario-wide June 4th and 5th at the Toronto Jewish Film Festival. Thank you for listening to Bonjour Chai for Thursday, May 20th. I'm Ilana Zakon. Our producer is Michael Freeman. Technical production by Andre Goulet. Our music is by so-called We Are a Project of the Jewish Living Lab and are distributed by the CJN Podcast Network. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave a comment and a rating on the platform of your choice and let us know what you think about our discussions on the CJN Lounge on Facebook. <laughs>